0: Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. I want to talk to anyone out there that's ever felt like giving up. And maybe you're watching today and maybe you had those moments this last week where you've had those days, you wake up and you feel like throwing in the towel. Maybe you're a a business owner and you're trying to figure out how to move forward. Everything has shifted. It feels like the floor has kind of fallen out below you and now you're trying to figure out how to do life and you feel like giving up. I want to talk to you today. I want to talk to any student out there. Maybe maybe you're in school and you're online and the courses are just piling up and you feel so overwhelmed. You feel like throwing in the towel. I want to talk to any parent out there today. Maybe you have kids and now you're a homeschool teacher trying to figure out how to balance life and still be a good mom or dad, still be present, but also, you know, still work and man, you're trying to figure and juggle things. Hey, I want to talk to you today. If you've ever felt like giving up, I want you to know this is not your end. This is just the beginning. And God's got so much for you. So I wanna point out some amazing red letter words of what Jesus spoke that can help empower you and equip you to not give up. So today, before we even start, hear me. Don't give up. Can you help somebody today? And just put it in the comments say, don't give up. Come on, give them hope today. Let them know this is not the day. Today is your day of new beginnings. Don't give up. Don't give up. Let's look at a story. In the Bible, we're gonna look at some red letters in Matthew chapter 16. And we find Jesus with his disciples. And it says in verse 21, from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, This shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. Woo! Flatten words right there. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of man. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Hey, if any would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. Done. Let's pray over this word today. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for how powerful it is. We thank you for the red letters that speak directly to our situation and to our heart and to our minds. And God, I pray right now that whoever's watching today, that you would fill their house, fill their space with your presence, that you would come into their lives, come into their hearts and speak directly to them. That today, this word would not be something we just hear, but it'd be something we can apply to our lives. That This next week we take it on with force, knowing that you are for us. You give us power to walk in authority. We thank you Jesus so much for who you are and what you've said in your name we pray, amen. Amen. Yo, this is a crazy story and I love it because Jesus is revealing to the disciples, this is the master plan and he's laying it all out. He's saying, hey, this is why I came. I didn't come just to be with you guys, to hang out. We're having some good times here. But I came to die and to rise. And that, in that, everyone is going to find new life in me. And the old way is going to be passed away. So Jesus is revealing this, plan to his disciples. And Peter's watching. He's like, yo, this does not sound good. I mean, this is my master. This is my savior. This is Jesus, the one I love. Like, I got to talk him out of it so he pulls him aside and it's like friendly gesture right like hey jesus listen come here what you're saying about dying people killing you like yo no no, no not you that cannot happen to you and, and peter kind of sets this tone of protection over jesus Jesus, not you. You're not going to go through suffering. You're not going to go through discomfort. And Jesus responds with something that's a little absurd, just something that sounds so out of character. He says, Get behind me, Satan. Now, I don't know if you've ever tried that in an argument with your wife or husband or an argument with your friend, but that probably wouldn't go well. You know, if you're like, Yo, devil, get behind me. No, that's not cool, man. Get behind me. But Jesus wasn't actually calling Peter the devil. He wasn't talking to Peter as Satan, but he understood something. He knew where it was coming from. You see, you have to understand when those thoughts creep in to try to get you to give up. The distraction that tries to get you off course of your calling. The the distractions that come in and say, you're not good enough. You're not qualified. Um, This is too much for you. This suffering, its not you shouldn't be going through this. If all those thoughts come in, Jesus understood this isn't from Peter because then he would have said, Peter, get behind me. But he wasn't talking to Peter. He was talking to the root of where it was coming from. And you need to know where those voices come from. They're not from those around you. They're not from anything else than the enemy wants to take you out. And Jesus had this mindset of a higher level See, he wasn't looking through the eyes of humanity. He was looking through the eyes of eternity. <laughs> There's such a difference when we look through the eternal perspective. Man, today, my prayer for you is that you get an eternal perspective for your life. That you get an eternal perspective for your calling on you, who you are, what you're here for. And sometimes, you know, we can get caught up in the distraction to say, you know what, I shouldn't be dealing with this. I shouldn't be having to deal with all this pressure. I shouldn't have to be dealing with all this suffering. This season is absolutely too much for me to handle. And in this moment, Jesus talks to the source and says, no, get behind me, Satan. He said, Peter, you're not looking with eyes of God. You're looking with eyes of man right now. And this totally brings me to the story of Jesus and Satan, right? When he comes out of his fast for 40 days and we find Jesus and the devil having a conversation and the devil tries to tempt him many times and God comes at Jesus comes at him with the word of God. And one of the last ones in particular, he takes him to the highest place and he shows him all the land and he says, look, all of this can be yours if you just bow to me. I mean, what an odd thing thing for the devil to show because he was shown in the world. we might think like, okay, what does the enemy have to offer Jesus? Like, doesn't he own everything? But what we have to understand is when, when Jesus came to the world, he came to save it, to bring it to the heavenly realm, right? Because this isn't our home. You understand? This is temporary. And so when, when Satan was saying, hey, this is all, this all can be yours. You could have all this if you just bow down. Jesus understood this isn't what I'm fighting for. This isn't why I came. I didn't came to gain the world. I came to gain God's kingdom and bring it to earth. And so Jesus in that moment said, Satan, get out of here. Devil, get out. Because the thought of gaining human success over eternal success was something Jesus could not stand for. And in your life, you need to understand there are things that will come and try to distract you from your eternal purpose, from what God has called you here to earth to do. And you are called according to God, according to his word on your life to set eternity in motion, to set eternity in motion. And so when the devil said, hey, you could have all this, it looks in sight like, hey, yo, Jesus, you just take that. I mean, you could have the whole world. It'll all be yours. But Jesus understood so he was in a higher thinking. He wasn't looking through the eyes of humanity. He was looking through the eyes of eternity. And so we see Jesus saying, not today, Satan. So I have entitled today, and you can just put it in the comment box right now. Come on, help me out. Say, not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. See, there are times where you will feel like giving up, but your response to that moment doesn't need to be, this is too much. This is going to crush me. I'm, I'm not going to be able to handle it. Your response needs to know where the source is coming from and say, not today, Satan. Not today, enemy. You're not taking me out today. This is not the day I'm giving up. And let me speak to you in your your situation. You might be feeling that. Let me tell you, today's not your day to give up. Today is not the season that you're going to throw on the towel. Today is your new beginning to know where the source is coming from. Say, devil, get out of here. Not today, Satan. I'm going to walk into this authority. There are mornings where I feel like not getting out of bed. Have you ever had one of those mornings and there are mornings where I feel like that alarm clock is the devil, you know? And I'm like, not today, Satan. <laughs> Let's put the snooze button on a couple hundred times and go back to bed. But I get up anyways. And there's those moments that i I open up the Word of God and I proclaim that over my life. I renew my mind with those new thoughts and the scripture of what God spoke over me. And I start to pray. I start to pray over my family, start to cover my house, fill it with God's presence. I start to pray for you. I start to pray that God invades your space and everything you're facing, you feel the peace of God. I start to pray for our city and what God is doing in our city and the, the virus and what, who is it affecting. And I pray for that, for God to heal and to move. I start praying for the governing authorities, that God will give them wisdom and counsel. And you know what I do after that? I look at the devil and I say, devil, you should have tried harder to keep me in bed because I just took down your kingdom. I just did something to affect what you're trying to do. And see, you gotta get something in your spirit. Oh, like a holy vengeance to say, you know what? Not today, Satan. You're trying to take me out because you understand my power. See, in that moment, if Jesus were to say, you know what, Peter, you're right. You are totally right. I shouldn't have to deal with all this. I shouldn't have to suffer. And sometimes we can give in to those voices. I don't know what voice is speaking to you today. Maybe you have those voices to say, you shouldn't be dealing with that. That's not for you. You shouldn't be going through this. You shouldn't have to handle that. He should love you better. She should treat you with more respect. Come on. And, and, and sometimes we give in to those say, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I, I shouldn't deal with that. Kind of just talk to you that God has an eternal perspective for your life. It's greater than what we see right now. And we are empowered with the line, hey, knowing where the source is coming from, and say, you know what? Not today, Satan. See, Peter didn't mean to be a deterrent to Jesus. He was just speaking out of protection. And sometimes one of the greatest temptations is to try to come against any discomfort in our life right? To try to come against anything that would try to take away our ability to feel good. Because that's the world we live in, right? I mean, America is the land of the free. We have rights. We have a right to feel good. We have a right to have that. We have a right to make this much and, and have this kind of lifestyle. And sometimes in that culture, this perspective of a God who loves us deeply, allowing bad things to happen to us, does not make sense. Have you ever felt that? Have you ever questioned that? Where you're like, God, why do bad things happen to good people? Why did I lose somebody? Why did I lose my job? Why did I have to go through this? Why do I have to feel this pain? And sometimes that mentality doesn't make sense because of the world we live in. We live in a society that says, no, you should have everything. You should feel good. You should be all of this. And this is what the the painted picture of the American dream looks like. Or Wherever you're from, this is what it should look like. And so we get this, this mentality that, God, this should not be happening to me. I should not have to suffer. But God cares more about your calling than he does your comfort. God cares way more about your eternal calling than he does your temporary comfort. Me and Ashley started to have kids. We had Zion and Anae and they're incredible. But in this, the times where we were talking about who they were gonna be and we started deciding, hey, what do we want our kids to look like? What do we want them to have inside? And there are many things that we kind of wrote down, but, but the top were these three Gs, okay? Number one, we wanted them to be godly. We wanted them to not only go to church or not only you know, just be a part of a religious uh, community, but we wanted them to know God, like to know him personally, to experience his power and his miracles, just like we had growing up. We wanted them to know who God was. So godly, we wanted them to be godly. The second thing, we wanted them to be generous. Right? We wanted them to give, to know that all of the resource and things that we have in our lives are not for us to hold, but they're for us to give. It's why we were made. Uh, the Bible says that God loves so much that He gave. It's, it's, our, it's our purpose, it's our reason. So we wanted them to be generous. The third G, we wanted them to be grateful. We wanted them to look through a perspective of optimism. Like what can we look at to be a blessing? What can we look at? No matter the situation, like Paul said, he said, in every situation, I've learned the secret of being content, right? If I'm hungry or if I have plenty, it doesn't matter because I've learned the secret of being content. We wanted our kids to grow up with the perspective of what can I be grateful for? What is a blessing in my life right now? Yes, things might be kind of crazy and chaotic, but I am grateful for what? I have. So those were the three G's and almost everything that we've done raising these kids has been with those three things in mind. We want them to know God. We want them to be generous and we want them to be grateful. Everything. Now, were there days that we had to lay down the law and let them know and have them have a little discomfort because they were getting off track of reaching that goal? Absolutely. Ask my kids. They'll be, they'll be the witnesses. Yes. Yes. There were days. There were days we didn't like it. There were days that we'd had discomfort in our life. Yes, 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 yes. But everything was for the end result. Everything me and Ashley do to raise our kids is with those things in mind. Because we know that that is going to be true success. That, that no matter the moments that happen, the little temporary moments of discomfort cause the great moments of calling, right? Cause the great moments of identity, who these kids are and God loves you so much that he is willing to let you go through things to produce the qualities you need. We talked about this with the, the dark spaces, what God does in the dark spaces. He develops us and he produces something. We have to understand suffering produces something. And when we go through things, the promise that we know is that God will cause it to work together for our good. And so everything, everything is the father making sure, <laughs> looking out for his children, for that eternal calling, because he cares way more about your calling than he does about your comfort. Isn't that a beautiful thing? But sometimes we get caught up in the distractions. Sometimes we get caught up in the, in the thoughts and, and we go down the path, uh, that can lead to just this negative mindset of, of you know looking at the problem, magnifying the issue. Have you ever magnified issues in your life? It's not fun. Sometimes you can look at it so much and study it so much that it becomes your world, it becomes your reality. But this is a beautiful time that God has really pushed pause, right? And I don't believe that God has caused this to happen, but what will you do with the pause? The pause of what was normal, the pause of where we're walking into as the new normal, what will you do with this moment? How will you gain perspective of the eternal calling on your life? But gaining a a focus, a focus. It's all about our focus, right? We need to focus on where God is leading us to. I think about uh, the Israelites and when they came up to the Red Sea, they came up to this barrier and they had just left Egypt and so the Egyptians, they were in slavery for years and years and years and now God had freed them and they're on the journey to the promised land where God was leading them to. And in the middle of that journey, now the Egyptians changed their mind They're like, you know what, they're not free, we're gonna come after them. So now they're chasing them down and the Israelites find themselves between the Red Sea, a barrier to their future and their enemy trying to bring them back to their past. And I feel like sometimes we find ourselves there with the barrier to get to our future and the enemy trying to take us to our past. And you find yourself in a decision to make. Will you go through the obstacle? Will you go through the barrier? Or will you give in and go back to your past? And some of you are facing that. And these days right now, you're facing that. Will you go back to your past? The enemy wants nothing more than you to give up. Say, you know what, look, look at this obstacle. It's too much for me to handle. Look at this reds. I can't make it through that. The beautiful thing is there are some things that you need to go through in order to shed the past that's trying to creep into your future. Come on, I feel the spirit of God on that. I feel God's presence filling your space right now in that word, that there are some things you need to go through. I know it's hard to hear because we don't wanna hear about suffering We don't wanna hear about those hard things that we have to go through. But can I tell you, everything is for your good when you're in Christ. And Jesus is causing you to have these these amazing moments of shedding the past, of saying, not today, Satan. You're not gonna bring up my past. You're not gonna bring up my past failures. You're not gonna bring up the things that try to take me down in my identity in Christ. You're not gonna do it today. Not today, Satan. Get behind me. And the beautiful thing is, God never sends us into our obstacles alone. He didn't say, Israelites, just swim. Hop in the Red Sea and just start swimming. No, no, no. Jesus walked with them. He parted the Red Sea so they could handle it. God never gives us what we can't handle. And he wants to empower you and equip you to walk on dry land, to not feel like you're drowning, but to walk on dry land, to know that he is your God. God. That's that Psalm 91 and the refuge you find rest in the shadows. He is covering you so you can handle what you're going through because that promised land is where he wants you. That's eternal focus. That's getting the distractions aside saying, you know what, I'm focused on what God is calling me to. Philippians 3.13 is a beautiful passage where Paul says, hey, I did not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But I, forgetting what is behind, I am straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for what God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. What a beautiful picture of turning from our past. We're saying, you know what? That was my past. In Egypt, that was slavery. That was something that was trying to Take me away from what God destined me for. And so I can't go back there. Paul said, I I, I know I haven't arrived yet, but I know one thing, I'm not going back. Man, you need to get that in your spirit today. You might not be there yet. You might be looking in the mirror and saying, I'm not all that I think God has called. Yeah, that's okay. You're not there yet. But Paul said, this is a journey. This is a step-by-step. This is a day-by-day Every morning I wake up. David said, every morning I I renew. I I speak that word over my life. Every day I go back to it. Meditate day and night on your word. It's a daily waking up. It's a daily washing in the word. Coming to him saying, you know what? Today I make the decision. I'm going forward. not going back. I'm not heading back to the past. I'm heading to my future. I have with me today uh, a shotgun mic. If you're in film or you do anything uh, with video, you'll understand what this is. This, this is not the mic, so you gotta see this as like a stabilizer, there's a shotgun mic in there. It's directional. So what that simply means is wherever you point it is what you're going to hear, and it's very directional. So if I point it over there, I'm m- mainly gonna get that. So uh, we're gonna turn off my mic just so you can hear it, but if I point out my voice, you can hear me. La 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 la, yeah. But if I point it away, you can hear uh, me in the distance, but you hear, actually go ahead and say something. Hello. Oh, that's my beautiful wife. And if you're pointing at me, you hear me. See, this is what Paul is saying is, whatever we point at is what's gonna take our focus and attention. And sometimes we can point at our problem, our struggle. We point at the issue at hand. We point at the distraction and we say, oh, we're listening to it. It was so big. It's too much for us to handle. It's, it's way bigger than what I can take. And so we focused on that. Paul said, no, no, no. I got to turn my focus. He said, I got to get my, my focus on what's ahead, the prize, what God's called me. And we start to focus on his word. Come on, can you imagine if you did this every day? As you took your focus off the problem, took your focus off the situation, you say, you know what? No, 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 no. This is what God says about me. He says, I'm more than a conqueror through him who loves me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Woo! I can move that mountain. God said, nothing is impossible with me. I've called you to higher things. Paul said, get your focus off of the things that distract you, that take you to want to quit. and Start putting them and say, not today, Satan. not today devil. This is what God says about me. What is God calling you to? What's the higher level he wants you to live at to where you are fighting? And today it's time to fight. It's time to fight. And this fight will look different for all of us. For some of you, it will be deciding I'm going to be, the best parent to my kids. And in this season where it's a little heavier and a little little harder, I'm gonna make the decision every day that I am setting an example for them of who God the Father is in their life. I'm gonna make the decision today. I'm gonna raise them well. For some of you, it's deciding, I'm gonna fight for my marriage. It's getting hard because we're always together now and it's a big difference and there's a lot going on that's straining our marriage. But today I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna say, you know what? No, I'm gonna love through this. For some of you, it's saying, hey, I'm not going to give up on my school. I'm going to continue to press in. I'm going to study hard. I'm going to get all that I can because I know God is training me right now. For some of you, it's resting in his peace because you lost that loved one. You lost that job. You lost something in you and you're grieving. It's in that moment every day. How do you get through grief? One day at a time. There's no magic remedy. It's one day at a time, getting in this word, focusing on saying, God, I know what you said. You said you're my refuge. You said you're my shelter. God, you keep me in your hands. It's in that every day waking up saying, God, I want all that you have for my life. Not today, Satan. Today, I tune into God's word. And so whatever your fight is, I want to give you some ammunition, some ammunition to fight against the devil, some practicals, man, that every day you can wake up and have something to punch the devil. Me and Zion, we're in P90X right now, and we're on block number two because they have muscle confusion, right? They change it up every block. And so we had a block of all this, you know, stretching and all this stuff, and then we, now this block is like punching and kicking and all this stuff, so we're fighting. So we're learning to jab, jab, cross, hook, uppercut, jab, jab, cross, hook, Uppercut, I wanna teach you some jabs, something to say to the devil. No, not today, to Satan, not today. Here's, here's a God's word. Here's what he says about me. So let's look right here, because Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. So here's some ammunition. We got Isaiah 54, 17. We're gonna put this in the comments so you can have it to copy and paste. Put it in your notes, write it down, Isaiah 54, 17 for No weapon formed against me shall prevail, shall prosper. You got to know that nothing that is set to your harm will bring you to destruction. God wants only to produce something greater in you through it. You got to know, and you can put that right in the devil's face. Not today, Satan. You got to know, no weapon you form against me shall prevail. You can try, you can try, you can try, but it's not going to prevail. We got Romans eight. 31, Romans 8, 31, if God is for me, who can be against me? Woo, what a, what, a, what a jab to go at the devil. Come on, God is for me, so you can't be against me. Jab, jab, cross. All right, we got Philippians 4:13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Woo, that's a hook right there, baby. Some uppercut. We got Luke 4, 18 through 19. I have been anointed to proclaim good news to the poor. This is Jesus talking. This is a great promise. And he gives us the same commission that we have been anointed for this. God has set you up to be someone who's, putting heaven on earth in your home, in your job, everywhere you go in your school, God has called you. You got to know that and make sure the devil knows that too. Hey, God's anointed me for this. You might call me something else. I might have distractions of voices that have spoken identity over me, but no, I know who I am in Christ. He has called me to proclaim good news. My life matters. My voice matters. Your voice matters. We got Romans 8.28, a good promise that if you haven't written it down, write it down. Romans 8.28, God causes all things to work together for our good. And last but not least, the most beautiful Psalm, Psalm 91, verse one, those who take refuge in the Most High will rest in the shadow of the almighty. You can just remind the devil, hey, jab, jab, cross, I know who I am in Christ. Jab, jab, cross, he is for me, so who can be against me? Jab, jab, cross, I find rest in this shadow. In this dark season, I know God is producing something in me. Come on, hook, uppercut, and you fight. It's time to fight. It's time to carry around the red letters. Hey, this series is over. There's a period on this series, but that does not have to end for you to carry around the powerful words of Jesus in your life. To carry around and say, all right, let's face this day. I know what God spoke over me, so I know where I'm headed. I know what God spoke over my life, so I'm not giving into the temporary distractions. I'm not giving in to, to know, hey, this world is temporary, but my calling is heavenward. My calling is eternal. And I wanna pray over you today that God would uh, show you, number one, who you are. You gotta know who you are. So when you face those days, when you feel like giving up, you can look at the devil and say, not today, Satan, I know who I am. I'm God's kid, I'm God's child, and therefore I'm a child of the King. And I I rule and reign on a different level. And you can look at the distraction and say, hey, not today, I'm stepping into my future. I'm thinking with the thoughts of God. I'm thinking with the thoughts of heaven's plan for my life to win the prize, to go after the goal, to change my direction, to not be focused on the distraction, but to be focused on God's word. I wanna release uh, the presence of God on you and just that you would be able to walk in this truth this week, that this week would be a new week for you, that every day you wake up saying, no, not today, Satan. Today is my day to win. Today's my day for victory. Today's my day that I'm gonna break through those walls. I'm gonna climb that mountain. I'm gonna make it through that Red Sea so I can get to the promised land of what God's called me to. Hey, let's pray. God, we love you so much and we trust you. And God, I pray for everyone watching today that they would feel your embrace. God, that your word would reign true. You would remind them of what you spoke over them. God, that they are a child of the King. And right now, as your presence just fills their space, as your presence surrounds them, that they would feel your embrace on their life and heart and their calling would come to the surface. God, they would know who they are. They would know that they are stepping into a life of purpose, a life out of distraction, of of thinking about giving up. And God, we just, we right now, we acknowledge you of what you're drawing out of us. We thank you that this season is for our good. It might not look good right now, but God, I pray that they would be reminded that you are for them, and so nothing can be against them. We love and we trust you, God. We pray that you'd walk with us this week as we walk into uh, everything that you bring before us. We thank you that everything is for on purpose and for our good. In your name we pray all of this. Amen. At Change Church,